one of the most helpful SOPs we created was how to ask for help. And that was actually inspired a little bit by Troy. And that stopped the team having to ask me really, I would consider dumb questions where they haven't gone that extra mile to do a bit of research, to challenge themselves. It becomes very easy for someone to come to you and ask what the answer is then it does to actually try to figure it out. Welcome to the Agency Hour podcast. If you're a web design and digital agency owner looking to create abundance for yourself, your team, and your community, this podcast is for you. Today, we're joined by Thomas Amos, founder and CEO of designbox.co.uk and the newest agency Mavericks coach to join our Mavericks family. Thomas joins us from the London, England area, and in this episode, we discuss the real value of documenting SOPs and how to stop being the person who does all the things. We also discuss where to start when it comes to creating your SOPs, how Thomas used SOPs to recover from a horrific burglary, and how he used Star Wars to incentivize his team. This is a really great conversation that will help anyone who is stuck on the tools. I'm Johnny Flash. Stay with us. Hey, Thomas, how's it going? Not bad. Not bad. Yourself? I'm doing great, man. I'm so excited to get to chat with you. Uh, this is just this is just going to be awesome. So, um, for those that don't know, you've been you were in the Mavericks program before you were Mavericks coach. Um, tell us about where you were when you started. I, I want to hear the back to the beginning. Sure. So, um, yeah, even even pre Mavericks, I think I was mm -hmm. in uh, the WP Elevation. Okay, uh, love it. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of got to a point with that and. I'm not going to lie. I was looking, looking around and Mavericks come up and that mm -hmm. wasn't the right time when it first came out. But we kind of got to a point that in our business where I could vision where I wanted the business to go, but there were just so many things to do mm -hmm. that it just felt like it was never going to get anywhere. So like, you know, when you're just so busy, you've got so many hats mm -hmm. to do on your day to day and there's so many different things that you want to achieve. I just feel like they're never going to happen. So I kind of knew that I needed some form of accountability and knowing Troy's programs and seeing what you guys were doing on Mavericks, they were kind of constantly coming up with answers to things that we knew we had to do. So it was kind of a no brainer really to join Mavericks for me, just because like I say, I, I knew what I wanted to achieve, but I just didn't know what to do first, how to do it first. And yeah, just for me, I think it, it was just getting things in line of what's what's important and seeing other people in the same sector having the same problems and the same challenges and then also seeing people that have overcome them is quite inspirational hmm. so yeah it's a massive massive help for me well and when you're yeah. when you're so busy kind of running the being the rat running in the wheel you don't have time to document how to do things you don't have time to get more team members like right you're just so busy doing all the things and i it's funny because i just came from a coaching call with an with someone who was in that position right they're doing all the things they're they're burnout they need help but they don't have time to document they feel like they have to have it all perfectly documented before they hire someone i'm like no you don't have to do that right um so and then what was your what, what was the experience like once you were in the mavericks program as a maverick uh and kind of how some of that stuff started to change well, I think the biggest start of change was when we did first flight plan. And on that flight plan, I think with you, Johnny, I remember just writing down the things that were really obvious, like how many hours are you spending on your business a week? And to me, like there was a level that felt so normal 
of being incredibly overworked and you mm-hmm. were i just remember you going wow that's that's a lot of time like you need to cut that down and me thinking mm-hmm. I, I don't know how mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't mm-hmm. know how i'm going to cut that down i don't know any other way because if i don't do it you know we're not going to pay the bills mm-hmm. and so for me like the game changer was doing the flight plan mm-hmm. um, but also doing the gps as well to work out what was very obvious that we needed to focus on within the business and prioritize that a bit better. There, there were areas that I weren't, we weren't even looking at in the business that, mm. um, that straight away, we couldn't see the benefit right now, but as soon as we started to work through the program, that, that was a massive help. So yeah, I think the biggest, the biggest thing was for me was the flight plan and the accountability in that, because that, that kept me focused on, on the, on the road. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I, I know. And you come in kind of with like a deer with a, in the headlights, you know, you're trying to like figure out what to do. And then it's like someone points out something. It's like, oh, that's so obvious. But like you didn't you couldn't even see it because you're like it's like when you're in the middle of the forest, you can't even see the trees because it's just you're surrounded by it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think and then. And then one of the things I really appreciated about well, lots of things actually that I appreciated about you, but one of the things I appreciated about you was just how you took massive action. You shared as you had things that you were guys were doing great that you shared with other Mavericks in the program. I think that's one of the, the big values, right? Is kind of learning from each other. And you really kind of like grabbed onto the SOPs. Like talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So SOPs, I'd never heard of standard operating procedures. I didn't know. I didn't know what they were it sounded so obvious when people were asking what what the process was for onboarding a client Mm -hmm. so in my head i had been doing some form of processes we'd been creating processes or templates in ClickUp of how to put a website live so there was a basic level there but i never respected the fact of how much value that was to to my team because Hmm. Again, when I when I come into Mavericks, I had all the hats. And the reason why I work so much is because I couldn't let any hats go. And the only reason I couldn't let any hats go is because I had no processes. Hmm. So without having to do it for them or almost show them and while doing it for them again, it always fell on me. So, yeah, so that come about on my flight flight plan and I thought yeah do you know what we've got some clients right now and my guys have no idea how to onboard them Mm -hmm. so I just thought well I'm gonna I'm gonna try and list this out so that I don't have to do this anymore and there were also some times when we had processes that I hated doing (laughs) so if I could offboard that to the staff then uh, that was a big win too so So yeah, it, it it started off as just something very basic and I just slowly saw the benefit bit by bit to the point that it became an obsession mm-hmm. where we'd created a little database in ClickUp and I think at the time we had like 15, 16 SOPs. Mm-hmm. And we were like, could we just process everything? Like, would this be mad enough to just sit down <laughs> and process every part of the agency to the point that someone new could come into the business and have everything laid out to the point of how to answer the phone, how to ask for help, everything you can imagine. So um, we thought, let's just do this. So we, we went ahead, we, we created a 
bonus scheme for our staff to kind of give it a push because being completely realistic i try to me being the guy that's doing all the things i wanted to do all the sops mm-hmm. because there was mm-hmm. a way that i wanted things to be done mm-hmm. and i had to let that go because mm-hmm. otherwise we wouldn't we wouldn't have been been able to create such a database of processes so i shortly realized that the best way of doing this is to get the guys that are doing the job to do the processes so that I know how they do it. Um, the new people know how they do it mm-hmm. and we can all learn from each other. And what so, would you say, if I could interrupt yeah. there, what would you say for someone who's the, the, the only rat in the wheel, or maybe there's one other person in the wheels running with them and they, they have this pressure that they feel like they have to do all the things themselves. Like, what would you say? How do you, how do you slow down enough when you're running that fast to, do some of the SOPs when you don't really feel like you have the time. Yeah, that's that's understandable because you can't just sit there and write 500 SOPs. It's not mm-hmm. not logical. The easiest way that we found to do it was either to record yourself doing it mm-hmm. while you had to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there's no point creating an SOP for something that you might not have to do for a year. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> so the logical answer is, if you're doing something right now, mm-hmm. are you going to have to do it again very soon? Mm. Then record it. Mm. Or just spend 30 minutes after you've completed a simple task and just write a little checklist on how you did it. Mm. Mm. So that's how we started because it was more logical. Yeah, It might yeah. have meant an extra 30 minutes in a day mm-hmm. trying to cut video recordings if we were doing videos or mm-hmm. just talking while you're working and you're going a little bit slower because you're trying to explain it all and show the things right yeah 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 but i would probably say as well like there are times when you're trying to write an sop and then you're figuring it out along the way they're they're very difficult times to write an sop because the honest answer is you're going to waste loads of time Mm -hmm. trying to go back and re-record something you've just done yeah so it is something that you know if you feel like you've done it more than once you've got a bit of confidence then that's the best time to, to do that as an SOP. So, yeah, not just me. After after I kind of offloaded that, my team would sit and and do that themselves. Yeah, and along this journey, when you're doing these SOPs, I remember when you're in the Mavericks, when you, you know, in the middle of this journey. Talk about uh, there was a break in in your physical office. Talk a little. Give us the quick story there because I just think it's so interesting and in how these SOPs then played into that. Yeah, so one morning I got a call from the business next door to us that we've we now have their office, but <laughs> when, when they were when they were You're here, taking over London, <laughs> we, yeah, we've taken over the floor. Um, yeah, so John John gives me a call. This is about six thirty in the morning, and he's he basically rung up and said, "Tom, someone's broken in. They've kicked your door. They've kicked your door down." And I remember at the time I. It didn't really settle in. I just thought, what does what does that mean? Hmm. Um, so it didn't really hit me until I walked in and everything had gone. Uh, we had so we had eight members of staff, I think, around around eight at the time. Mm-hmm. All the Macs had been taken. Oh my All the goodness. monitors had been taken. Wow. Uh, there were some screens that were still there that mm-hmm. had been dropped or smashed, so they they'd been left. Uh, everything you could think of, keyboards, mouse, headphones. A member of staff had his own headphones in his drawer. They got they got taken. Oh my! Um, 
and NAS drive with all of our files. They tried to take the telly off the wall, but luckily they failed at that one. And the coffee machine, which was <laughs> the most important thing. <laughs> um, yeah, the funny thing was they tried to carry out the coffee machine and someone hadn't cleaned out the tray, so that clearly poured all over them and they'd left that where that was. <laughs> so uh, a little part of me got my own back there. But but yeah. the feeling that you have when you see that, I mean, it's just like it's like a, a punch to the gut, right? Yeah, and it's you just feel helpless because mm-hmm. I had an alarm system. It all went off, but they'd gone. They'd mm. done exactly what they needed to do. They got in really quickly. They clearly knew what they were doing. We had mm. no idea who it was. I don't think we ever will. Mm-hmm. And you just feel helpless because everything that I'd worked for for five years had just been taken overnight. And oh, so, my. yeah, it's, it's gutting, to be honest. And Wow. Yeah. So we'd lost about, I think there's about 30 grand's worth of equipment, mm-hmm. close to that. But there wasn't just the damages on the equipment. The equipment can be replaced. Mm-hmm. There were there were projects. We had that morning a branding mm. project that we'd been working on for three months, and there was a nice big chunky bill ready to be paid for um, after the presentation. All that work had gone. Oh, my. So three oh months my. on a branding project, completely gone. And wow. it was backed up on the NAS drive, but that's as far as it went. And, and, they, took that, that, and they took that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh my goodness! So you, so you're, so you, you have this this unbelievable just crisis in your business that you you didn't, you know, nobody wishes for, and you found yourself in the middle of. Um, and thankfully, you had already been working on some of your SOPs. Like, so how did that play into like how, what you did next after that? Well, I think with every failure or problem in a business, mm-hmm. it's important to think how do I not have that happen again? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So first thing that we did in the business was we had to look at preventing that to happen again. Mm-hmm. So obviously improving the security, we got like these safe doors, we got security cameras. They won't entirely prevent them, but hopefully next time um, it'll stop it from happening. Mm-hmm. Looking at the NAS drive side of things, we started to create a process on how we store our data mm. so that it's backed up and it has a secondary backup. So now we have a new mm-hmm. NAS drive and it's backed up in Google Cloud and it's mm-hmm. also encrypted mm. so that, you know, if the worst ever happened and someone broke in again, there's a process on how to manage our data in the cloud. Wow. And it we could just carry on as if nothing happened. Wow. There were there were just loads of little things that we had to kind of look at improving and all of them contributed to making us a better company. So mm-hmm. The data got more organized so that that didn't happen again. Um, it We kind of drilled it into the team that they don't save files on their Macs as well without storing them in the NAS drive. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. there was an SOP on how to save files, which sounds really obvious and really basic, <laughs> but mm-hmm. no one follows it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It's really important to have that laid out and what folders we organized them in. So we went a little bit above that and started to, mm. you know, while we're looking at organizing our folders, um, where do we put the files? So then we start to look at how we organize our fold- folders and files in the future so that it's nice and easy for people to access. Mm-hmm. Even to the point of creating a process so that should the business ever be burgled again, or maybe something worse happens, um, maybe the the building goes up in flames or 
I don't know, maybe we have an electrical power cut. What do, mm -hmm. what do we do in them scenarios? Mm. So we created a process that the guys would go work from home. Mm. They would log in on Slack and do what we did during COVID and carry on working. And now everything's stored in the cloud because they followed mm -hmm. the process. Yep. They can just carry on and, and we can pretend that nothing's happened. For a little while. Dude, you're you're so inspiring to me. I mean, the way that you have like even when when you're in the program, just how many SOPs you guys and your team churned out over the course of like less than a year, you were like in the triple digits of number of SOPs that you had. Just crazy number of SOPs. Super generous sharing them, and uh, you remind me of Manish at E2M because they they I think their staff is I don't know it's 180 or some crazy number of team members that they have providing all these amazing services and they are just like the only way that they do it so effectively is with their processes um, where they just you know have it down like this is how we do this this is how we do this and all of their team you know follows these processes and they provide an amazing service so I think you know um, going back to like being the hamster in the wheel, having to like write all your process yourself. Or the other option is, right, you find someone like E2M who's a great white label partner and you say, hey, we're gonna just contact them and have them provide these services that we don't have time to document or haven't figured out or don't have the right team members for. And I think it's just a huge, uh, a huge uh, possibility and value added. You've even used E2M, right, before, Thomas? Yeah, yeah. So funny enough, this wasn't, this wasn't very long after the burglary because mm -hmm. we had suddenly a big stack of work that to catch up on and redo and all <laughs> yeah. the things, right? Yeah. Like yeah. we didn't have time to train someone new up and, and mm -hmm. get them up to speed. We needed someone that could just jump in and, and do the job. So mm -hmm. there were there were some projects that we were very lucky that might have been stored in Figma, which is in the mm -hmm. cloud. Mm -hmm. So that was extremely easy for us to just say, E2M, we got four web projects. Can you just can you just get them into WordPress for us, and we'll mm. figure out the rest so that we can carry on bringing in new clients and sales and recover. And mm -hmm. they did a great job. They they enabled us to to kind of get back on our feet so that we could then look at growing again um, once we recovered finances and got ahead mm -hmm. above water. So we we used them for quite a about six to eight months just to get ahead above water wow and um they were a massive help but they were so inspiring mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. from that i think if anything that that kind of proved to us that we still had a long way to go even though mm -hmm. we've had so many processes there were things that we'd never even thought about so yeah and you, you can tell when a company's got their processes down mm -hmm. because there's a great experience the whole way through yeah, great experience. The things don't fall through the cracks. Everything's accounted for, and yeah. you've just really excelled. And um, and and I, but just to close the story on the break in, you guys had another uh, attempted break in recently, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, pretty much the same time of the year. So they clearly, we clearly had a target on our back. Uh, <laughs> they tried to do it again last year, mm -hmm. and. Uh, we had a new designer at the time. He rung me up and he said, "I can't get in. I can't get into the office." And I just instantly—he didn't have to say anything. I just instantly knew what had happened. Mm. We've got these like ridiculously armored doors. I kind of went overboard to get these doors. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so as soon as I got to the office, I just saw this footprint, and instantly I knew what happened. They'd try to break in, and they'd somehow jammed the door or broken it. 
So I just said to the guys, I said, look, there's a footprint there. Don't touch the door. You know, go back home and let's just crack on. And mm-hmm. everyone was amazing. Like they just, they knew what to do. They just, it was just automatic. They just went home, cracked on with what they had to do in, in the day. And I just could deal with the mess that had been started. Mm-hmm. And I think we had to wait four hours for a professional locksmith to get into our tour. <laughs> so, wow. wow. So That's amazing um, though. Yeah, it was great. And although it was an inconvenience that day, mm-hmm. it was nothing compared to the year before. Which, yeah, you know, yeah. it took us a year to recover from. So that wow. was, you know, it was totally worth the investment of fixing a problem and preventing yeah. it from happening again. Yeah. And now you're you're our newest uh, agency Mavericks coach, which I'm just so excited about. But the team was like, hey, we need someone over in the UK. Like, who would be the best person for the job? And like, everyone was like, Thomas would be amazing. And so we're just so ecstatic to have you as a coach. And you've just continued the SOP journey. It's not like you kind of, Oh, I had that project done. Like just talk about some of the things that you've learned tips, things that, cause I know you're helping all kinds of agency owners, like get their processes nailed down and grow their business and stuff. So just talk a little bit about that. Sure. So yeah, we've kind of got to the point now where Tom has quite a lot of spare time and I love, <laughs> I love helping people. So, you know, mm-hmm. great to be part of, of the team. So yeah, there's, there's quite a lot to learn from SOPs from what we've done. One of the things that I think is hugely valuable is where you store them. Mm. So as an example, when we originally started to do SOPs, we done them in documents in ClickUp. We, ClickUp's a fantastic tool. We've been using it for, I think the whole time I'd been running my company, back before most people even knew what ClickUp was. Mm-hmm. But we kind of got to a point where my agency needed some different software. And it was really, really difficult to do that because I'd invested all of my time into one one piece of software that prevented me from doing that. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest things that we made sure is all of our SOPs were done in Google Docs. Touch wood, I, I hope Google Docs doesn't go. (laughs) <laughs> but it was something that I couldn't foresee going anytime soon. So the important thing with doing that was, should I change my project management software? Should I change where I store my SOPs? I just had to add a link in to whatever platform it was mm-hmm. to show the relevant, the relevant SOP. So we tried different software and all the software that we tried all did work. It was just preference. We, we tried Airtable. Airtable was really good. We could add categories to filter what types of SOPs we needed to, to use. We did actually do that in ClickUp as well. Mm-hmm. But we, we sort of grew to love Notion, and that's kind of the platform that stuck for us. And even migrating that over was a job, but it, was, it, it didn't mean we had to recreate the wheel. We already had it. We mm-hmm. already had all of our categories. We could just import them in. And it has like a nice preview to the document on the page so that if you're not quite sure if this is the right SOP, you can read the overview from mm-hmm. the preview. And yeah, that's where they sit now and <laughs> continuing to grow. But yeah, there, there's quite a lot that we did. So when we originally started to get it kicked off, one of the biggest things that we did was we had to create a bit of a culture around it within the team. So the team are never going to be as invested as me being the business owner. And I knew that would didn't matter how much I sort of drummed it into them. They're no, never going to have the, the enthusiasm 
that I would have over having all my processes automated and the team knowing what they want to do mm -hmm. and what they're going to do. So we did a bonus scheme where they got £12.50 to carry on doing the same job they're doing day to day, mm -hmm. but just to document it. And it become a big competition for it throughout the team. Mm -hmm. And we've, we kind of Star Wars themed it. So I'm a big Star Wars nerd and I go recently just went to the Star Wars uh, convention in London and uh, yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> went to town with that and we created this big intro video. So when we did this as well, we had half the team hybrid. Mm -hmm. So we were sort of recovering a little bit from COVID. Some people were still working from home and some people were working in the office. So I got everyone on Zoom. I just had this slide that said, please turn the volume up <laughs> and just said nothing. Just sat there mm -hmm. and there's there's all the guys sitting in the Zoom call looking around thinking, what's going on? And suddenly mm -hmm. they're all putting the volume up and then suddenly the Star Wars intro comes in. <laughs> Some really nerdy story comes up about how we need to create processes for our team and it's going to save the galaxy mm -hmm. and uh it was just a bit of fun yeah we were just having Dude, a bit that of was, fun that was so great i remember when you <laughs> made that video and i saw it it was just oh it was so good and just it was like enough cheese and play but also just fun and like you know get down to business and i think you, the reward system that you had for like the team the competition to get the sops documented was just brilliant yeah it, it, yeah, it just it made it really fun, and we we kind of set like a little bonus game. So they mm -hmm. they couldn't get the bonus until certain they hit certain checkpoints. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a case of oh I've done one I'm just going to leave it now I've done my job. Yeah, it, they had to hit certain checkpoints to do it. But we we just kept every week in Slack kept up to date. There was a Google sheet, and they had these lightsabers in Excel that were getting longer, and it then become a race for who's got the the longest lightsaber. Hmm. to how much of a bonus they got love it so then it come up to christmas and everyone had a great a great extra bit of money added to their um yeah paycheck love it that's so great that's so great man i could talk about sops all day long because i'm i'm <laughs> i'm i'm really into them and you're super inspiring with it um for those that are maybe trying to just write some of their first ones or, or get out of the rat wheel long enough to do it. Any, any kind of final thoughts that you want to leave them with or, or uh, insights? Sure. So I think for us, the best SOPs that we did were ones that were the most simple, hmm. the most obvious. So I mentioned earlier, one of the most helpful SOPs we created was how to ask for help. And that was actually hmm. inspired a little bit by Troy. Hmm. And that stopped the team having to ask me really, I would consider dumb questions where they haven't gone that extra mile to do a bit of research, mm -hmm. to challenge themselves. It becomes very easy for someone to come to you and ask what the answer is than it does to actually try to figure it out. Mm -hmm. So creating a process on just to ask for help was extremely helpful, <laughs> ironically enough. Mm -hmm. I would say there there were there were a lot of others from we we have all of our team in house so mm -hmm. answering the phone gave the team massive confidence otherwise it always led to top being me being given phone calls that anyone could have dealt with yeah so yeah. SOPs on answering the phone and then it depends on your agency but I would say the first areas to look at is onboarding and offboarding mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. the most crucial parts of any business how to onboard a client 
successfully and how to off-board a client successfully mm-hmm. because they're probably one of the stickiest points in anything that you provide. So if you can really nail that down, you're going to create a great customer experience and they're going to understand your process and appreciate what you do. But at the same point, the team are going to then have confidence to to deliver what's set for them. So yeah, they're, they're probably the first areas that I'd look at when I'm creating a process. Love it. Love it. Dude, man, this has been great. Um, definitely check out Thomas at designbox.co.uk. He's got an amazing agency website there that that you can draw inspiration from. And I'm so thankful to have you as a coach in Agency Mavericks because I, I just know all of your experience, your SOPs, your business growth, your team management, so much great stuff that everybody can learn from you, including myself. And so uh, it's just been great hanging out with you. Thank you. Cheers, Joey. Thanks for listening to the Agency Hour podcast and a massive thanks to Thomas for joining us. It's so great to have you on the team and I can't wait to see you in person at MavCon. For those of you that don't know, MavCon is our mastermind event that we host live and in person all around the world each year, where our community of agency owners get together to work on their business. If you'd like to surround yourself with amazing people and move your business forward, click the link beneath this podcast and we'll see you at MavCon. Okay, folks, don't forget to subscribe and please share this with anyone who you think may need to hear it. I'm Johnny Flash. Let's get to work.